the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 32. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. We have a special Go Gopher Podcast for you this week as we're getting ready for a season-opening Golden Gopher football game just less than two weeks away. One of the backbones of any good football team is the strength and conditioning program, and the man who oversees the Golden Gophers' strength and weight room for the past five-plus years is Dan Nickel. He came to Minnesota with P.J. Fleck from Western Michigan. Nickel is a Boston native. You'll hear that quite clearly coming up. He loves football, and he's a top motivator of players. I know you'll love hearing from the lifeblood of the Gopher football strength and conditioning program, Dan Nickel, the man who leads the way. Our Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone, and True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. We are so thrilled they're partnered with us here on the Go Gopher podcast. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland at champlininsurance.com. What a great Golden Gopher football fan Tony is. And let's make it official. We have another great new partner for the Go Gopher podcast, and I couldn't be more thrilled to have them be a part of the show. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union has been a longtime Golden Gopher supporter, and they're offering their support to our podcast so you can listen for free. We're excited to have them with us, as Affinity Plus is more than just a financial institution. They support so many good causes. That includes Gopher Athletics. They're big-time supporters of Special Olympics Minnesota, and so much more. So welcome aboard Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You'll hear more about them later in the show. We invite you to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast. You can also go back and listen to the Go Gopher podcast from weeks gone by. Last week, for example, we talked with members of the Gopher Radio Network crew about their favorite venues in the Big Ten to watch and cover games. Please subscribe to the podcast. It's absolutely free to listen at any time. This week, it's Golden Gopher Football Talk with University of Minnesota Strength and Conditioning Coordinator Dan Nickel. But first, a word from Tony. Hey, Gopher fans. This is your State Farm agent, Tony Hoagland. We are super excited to be part of the new Mike Grimm Show on Talk North. For the year of 2022, we will be donating $10 to the University of Minnesota Children's Masonics Hospital for everyone that calls our office or checks in with us online and mentions that they heard about us on Talk North and the Mike Grimm Show. We are really excited again that Mike came on board with Talk North. You can reach us at 763-421-4900. You can find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Again, 763-421-4900. Or find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Roll the boat, Sky Uma, go Gophers. It's episode number 32 of the Go Gopher podcast. We're going to talk some Gopher football just less than two weeks away now from the season opener. Hard to believe New Mexico State coming to town September 1st. And uh, the lifeblood of any good football team is the strength and conditioning program. And uh, we've been looking forward to chatting with Dan Nickel, who oversees that, the strength and conditioning coordinator here at the University of Minnesota for a long time. And we get to sit down and chat with him. Uh, Coach, good to see you. 
Grim, great to see you, man. Thanks for having me. You got the guys. We're, we're recording uh, this podcast in a little meeting room just uh, next to the weight room, and you got guys out there working right now. Uh, and it's, it's really this time of year in this fall camp, right? It's a, it's a continuous stream of guys and position groups and different uh, dudes coming in and getting their work in. That's it. Day one. Day one mentality every day. We, we come in and um, we enjoy it. We get to. We get to every day. We, we get to train, get to get better, get to get with each other and do it for each other each and every day. And uh, we just had a workout this morning with the uh, defensive group and uh, there'll be one coming in here this afternoon and opportunity to grow. With that, with that growth mindset each and every day, um, we're really excited. What um, have you seen from this particular team uh, going back from spring ball through the summer? Because the summer, you get to see them more than maybe any coach, right? Because uh, there's NCAA restrictions in terms of literally how many hours a guy can use a football in drills and a coach, a position coach can see. But you can see them pretty much whenever. So what would you think from the summer as you look into now fall camp rolling through? Well, when you look at it, Grim, you know, elite teams play as lead. And that's what these guys have done. You know, you look at the workouts in the summer. I mean, there was literally no workout that was the same. You talk about break the boring. I break the boring. We yeah. broke the boring each and every day. These guys attacked it, and they responded, responded extremely, extremely well, extremely high level in what they were doing each and every day and what we're throwing at them. As you think of the game of football, there's no one game of football that's the same. Yeah. Is there, um, you mentioned the break the boring. I know Coach Fleck, that's, that was, you know, he, he always comes up with these cool little things that, you know, you, and, and this one, there's truth to it, right? Because that summer can get long and you start in spring. And, um, you know, if you come in and you just lift weights and that's all you do, uh, that's boring probably for a lot of people. So what are some things you do as, as the guy who oversees all this to, I mean, obviously you want to get the work in, you want to see, you know, strength gains and speed gains and all that stuff, but to make it so they don't like, oh, we got to go lift again, or it's, as you say, hey, we get to go lift and improve. Well, it starts off first with the leader, a credible vision, Coach Fleck, and what he does with the program and how he brings it, how he brings us each and every day uh, to lead and, and demand and um, you know, go in and act upon those things, our purposes, our purpose threes. And I mean, let's start back in January, breaking the boring. I mean, what do yeah. we do? We do, there's something different each and every day you're going to do. You're going to compete. You're going to compete in different ways. going to be different guys competing. And you don't know when you're going to. You've got to be ready. you got to be ready all the time. But breaking up that monotony, it's never boring to us. I mean, this is a passion. This isn't a job. This is a passion. Right. This is a passion for these young men, 18 to 22, capturing those years of their life, coming in with a growth mindset each and every day, right? As you look at improved performance, right? That's what we want to do. Improve. Be, get them become better men. Right, come in as a boy, leave as a man, become a better man, and from there we'll take care of everything else with what you throw at them. Whether it's lifting, whether it's running, whether it's practice, become a better man, and that will take care of everything else. But we get to see that on a daily basis, as and really as a whole staff, getting to see these guys grow and they come in here at 18 years old, what they look like, right, and then how they grow, and it is them, they do it. They do it. They buy in, and uh, with an incredible vision by coach, they buy in on what's going on each and every day, every day, every week, every month, and just day in, day out. It, it's a lot of fun. You um, have a lot of energy, too. We watch you at practice. Um, we don't get to see as much, maybe, as you lead these guys in, in the actual weightlifting or conditioning and those kind of things. But even at practice, um, you know, even something, what I would say as simple as, like, going through the stretches and you blow the whistle the way you do, the energy level. I mean, uh, where do you th- where does that come from for you? I mean, wh- where do you think that started, that you have that energy to, to pass on to these guys? Well, I think the the main thing is it's for them. 
it's for them and it's for all of us. It's collaborative effort. It, it doesn't happen alone. And, um, you know, just bring, in, bring it each day for them, letting them know how important each day is mm-hmm. and making sure we're ready to go and not rah-rah, it's real. And that you got to be locked in, tuned in, and be passionate about what you're doing. You know, be very, very, you challenge yourself each every day. You challenge yourself. You challenge yourself and, and, and bring that to another level each and every day and what you're doing. Whether you're an indie, whether, it don't matter what you're doing. Whether you're in a lift, hitting a hand clean or a squat or a snatch or a clean, you got to bring that. You got to bring that with intent. And you, you got to challenge yourself. Every day is a new day. My fa- I, I mean this. I'm not just saying it. One of my favorite parts of practice is watching you get these guys ready to go in the stretch. And then you blow the whistle and you, 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 you're you a lefty. At least it looks to me like when you you're, you blow the whistle, you kind of punch into the air. Sometimes you double fist it. Um, and I've always thought that should be a TV show and it's right just to watch how you get that going. Um, how did that kind of start? And I, I have to tell people because, you know, there's occasionally an open practice. Um I'll say, hey, you got to watch this. And then the guy's like, man, that's amazing. How, and I'm like, every practice I come and I watch that. So the guys love it. You know, and you blow the whistle and they'll, I don't know, you, the, whatever the routine is, they drop down, they flip over, they do a push-up, they, you know, whatever it is. There's like six or seven, I don't know how many is it where you blow the whistle how many times. And um, I should have had you bring a whistle in. We could have we could have done an on-air demonstration here. But it's it's one of the best parts of practice. How, how did that all start to, uh, to, to get that energy level going there? Well, I think when I was younger as a young coach and I, you didn't blow the whistle the right way. That's all it took was one time. To be uh, the AL told, and let's blow the whistle, you know. So you learn that way, and then never again, <laughs> never again do you want to be called out in front of a team and not blowing a whistle the right way. Right. So I think that's where that started. That was it. Making sure they hear it, they hear it all the time, and the, the communication is loud, clear, and they know exactly what they got to do and the expectation of it. But that, what that is, the re- stretch is the readiness. I mean, look at our practice. We move. We go. We sprint everywhere we go. Yeah. So that's how the warm-up's going to be. So it's got to be fast. It's got to be efficient. And what we got to do and get them ready to play the game. Yeah. And so take me through what 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 each at each whistle the guys do something. So what is that routine? What yeah, do they that's do? a focus drill. And that, that's the more mental readiness. The mental readiness of you're playing a game of uh, be able to react to things, right? And yeah. be able to respond to things. And it, it prepares them going off of off of a um, a vocal cue you know, yeah. or a sound. You got to be able to snap down and be violent. Right? Just like in a game, violently yeah. disengage from block, right? Finally snapping that ball off the end of my hand, right? Finally disengage on wide receiver, wide receiver blocking, taking someone out of bounds. It's got to be violent in everything you do. Or coming down through somebody, right? Whether we're running through, right? Biting through the ball, right? And a tackle, it's got to be violent. Yeah. And everything, and that's the way we got to train. We got to prepare the body, you know. <laughs> and and that's every day. It's yeah. an everyday thing. It's it's uh, boring habits create elite instincts, and those elite instincts are going to transfer out to what they're doing each and every day in the field and what they're doing on the on the game. What? Um, so, how many whistles is it on the, on that one, the focus one? Where the, and what do they do? So you blow the first whistle and they drop to the ground, or so the first one starts with a clap. It's got to yep. be a, a purpose clap. Yep. it's got to be passionate. You're not it's just gotta, golf clapping. No, thing. no, yeah. it, the U.S. Open's over. Right, we got to. <laughs> got a clap and, and then we snap down right so the, the whistle starts so that's one snap down that's two okay in a elite football position yeah right? and then the next one will go to hands on the ground okay feet back okay yeah chest to the ground yep okay and then we flip either right or left so at the beginning i, I point my finger right 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 or left 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 and we got a flip 
Uh, it's flip. It's not roll. It's flip. Because yeah. when we hit the ground, we've got to pop up. Yeah. So it also trains us in how we do a culture. Sure. How we do a culture. Because there's pop a purpose when that flip. There's a purpose. Yeah. There's got to be a purpose with it. Yeah. And flipping over, and then we flip back, and then we come back up to the push-up. All right? And then we come back up. Our feet come up to the line, hands down. And then we snap up to a position, and then we clap three times. Yeah. And and you're you got the double fist going on each whistle. It's awesome. People, if so, if they can't make it to practice and they come to games, that's a you do that in pregame too. So, yes, I'm trying to remember exactly how much before pregame because I like to uh, you know sneak a peek at that as well. So people should watch for that. I know you don't like when to have attention drawn to you, but it is it is pretty cool. I like watching that every practice. It's good and it does. It sets the tone. Guys are ready to go and uh, and practice uh, uh, moves on. Hey, I, I got to get a quick word in here for we have a brand new sponsor for the podcast and they been longtime gopher supporters affinity plus it's your local credit union they proudly have been serving minnesota since 1930 and for current gopher students and current well i guess current and proud gopher alums you are eligible to join a financial that wants to build a meaningful banking relationship and put you first you can meet with a local employee at any of their branches statewide including there's one right here just up the street from where we're recording this off of university in minneapolis you can learn more and find another way to connect go to affinityplus.com org dash go gophers and what a great uh web page since we're the go gopher podcast they've got affinity plus.org dash go gophers affinity plus federal credit union federally insured by ncua um as you have have gone through time now um how has your job changed over the course of of you know just whether it's technique wise or whether it's oh this we can get better gains out of this or different uh you know technique lifting or different just new New things that come and and how often do you have to kind of okay let's uh, let's find out if there's a better way to do this or hey we're right on the money here and how we're doing this. I think the first thing you start was the people, right? The, yep. the people, and when you're working with the people, right, and you're developing the people, right, what are the needs? What are the needs? So you look at our program and where we were for year one to now, how we've developed, right? You get guys that have been in the program for five, six years, right? right? So those guys can't be on the same plan. Yeah. So when you look at it, it's progressive in nature, right? You have our dig program. It's like our culture, our dig. Mm-hmm. Our dig, then we have a foundation program, yep. then we have a frame program, then we have a windrows program. So it's developmental to advanced. Dig. So in our dig year, right, we're digging out old habits, right? We're digging out bad habits. We're making sure everything is right. They know how to clean. They know how to bench. They know how to front squat. They know how to do a roll properly. Everything's got to be sound. Because before you pour the foundation, you got to have a solid base of how to do things correctly before you start loading them. Mm-hmm. Now, they're still getting stronger. They're still building load through that and increasing their strength. But it's got to be done the right way. Now, that's that's through really the first whole summer and then into the fall. And it's individual-based. You may you can't pound a square peg in a round hole. Right. You may have a guy that's a little different. In terms of mobility, right? Biomechanically, we'll get him right. That's our job. Mobility, stability throughout the entire body. Then you go to your foundation. Okay, now you're building your foundational strength. So based on your body, your structure, all right, your comparison to where performance based, all right, improving your, you know, entire body strength, your clean, your squat, your bench, your snatch, okay, and then we look at that in comparison to our body weight. Where is he in the performance index? Mm-hmm. It tells us, okay, you know, if a guy's a six ten squatter and he's one hundred and ninety pounds, do we really need to go to six twenty? No, mm-hmm. let's work on the other aspect of it in the performance based speed and power. 
So your foundational years, and that's when now you springboard into your windrows, or your um, frame and windrows program, where now you started utilizing more of um, speed, strength, and you know, utilizing chains, and then you progress into bands where you're not on emptying that cup out. Yeah. You fill the cup, you empty the cup. You know, it's because you can't go into those phases and those programs when you're a dig guy. You don't have enough foundational strength. You don't have that technique down yet to master it. So it's an everyday thing. It's an all-the-time thing. And I think really the building each and every guy, it's an, it's a it's a people-based, right? It's people-based. What is their makeup? What do they need to do in the football field for us? Do they need to get bigger, right? Yep. There's always room to get stronger, right? And we got to continue to enhance our ability to improve as athletes. You know, and that's the concept of the entire program of increased performance and decreasing, okay, any risk of injury. I would think too early, right, in that dig process, there might be, probably is, just, you mentioned technique, just even lifting the right way, because if you lift the wrong way, you can injure yourself, I suppose, right? Uh, it create long-term issues or whatever. So even in that, aside from anything else, just that's not how we, that's not how you have to do this. This is how you have to do this. And then once they got that figured out, then it's off to the races. No doubt. And yeah. it just continuously, every day, every day's a new day. Every day we come after it and we work at those techniques. Those techniques got to be sound. They got to be right. Because once you start jeopardizing technique, you're going to run into a problem. You're going to increase your risk of an injury. And just cutting down the risk of that is just huge. And doing things, techniques I race and everything we do. We don't coach weight, coach how well they do it. We coach the mm -hmm. technique of it. Just like on the field, coaching the technique of that position, what you need to do. You know, the coaches do a, a linebacker, or a DB, an O line, the technique of how, how you do things, not what you do, yeah. it's how you do it. Yeah. How we squat is how we squat. <laughs> to make sure you activate the proper muscles, your posterior chain, your spinal erectus, to get to that depth, to keep you right, and make sure you're ready to play the game of football. All right? So that's critical. Yeah. How do you, uh, I mean, do you, though, at even with the technique being the main thing, do you also, though, chart you know, how much each guy's lifting in a certain uh, drill, and then you hope to see gains in those areas, and how often how often yep. do you pay attention to those things? All the time. So every guy will get a card, and they'll get their name on there, obviously, and they'll have their maxes. They're, they're clean, their squat, their bench. I mean, these guys have done a phenomenal job, a phenomenal job. One of our, our strongest and fastest teams we had in six years, a uh, phenomenal group of men, but it's, it's, it's a credit to them and their commitment their commitment to each other and their commitment to the process. Each and every day when they come in this room, they come into the field, right? There's no such thing as physical toughness, it's mental. And it's a response each and every day. Yeah. Every day coming in and preparing that body and the recovery, being being on top of that body outside of here. Hydration, eat, sleep, right? You gotta fuel the body. You gotta take care of that thing. As if not, it'll, it'll, it'll catch up with you. How much do you then have to also work with a nutritionist in terms of, okay, here's a guy that we may, uh, we, we want him to get stronger, but we don't want him to gain a lot of weight maybe, or there's a guy that's a wide receiver that needs to add strength. I mean, how much uh, between the conditioning and the strength and then what you're eating, do you guys work together? Well, it's critical. It, it, it's critical. It's probably one of the most important factors. Because we, we can train all we want, hard as we want. If we're not taking care of business outside of here, yeah. and our hydration, our eating, our sleeping, and Rachel Stark does a phenomenal job, phenomenal job of making plans, all right? We meet daily and go over the plans. So, hey, what does this athlete need? Mm -hmm. So we do an evaluation, a DEXA scan, which gives us an idea of where your lean mass is, where your fat mass is, helps us determine how much can fit in that frame based on positionally. 
right? What does he need to be at to play this position? Yeah. And then you put a plan together, and then you give them goals, and you give them expectations, and you apply the demands each and every day on how we can get better. You know, and you just continuously monitor that. Yeah. Each week, each month, how we progress and how they're doing. But the key is education. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Knowledge it, is power. And then, so how much, how big of a staff do you have? Because, you know, you're talking about 100 plus guys that you're trying to, well, this guy we need to really make bigger. This guy we want to get faster. This guy we need to lose some weight, maybe. You know, I mean, that's 100 guys. You must have yeah, some it does, people that It does that not help. happen alone. Yeah. I mean, between us as a strength staff, dietitian, Athletic training staff, I mean, works hand-in-hand. Hand. We have an elite relationship on a daily basis. Right? If guys need changes, things like that. But, I mean, phenomenal work. Our sports science, Ben Schumacher does a phenomenal job with our sports science staff with our catapult work where we know what guys are doing. We know every speed workout, every conditioning workout, practices, what we're going to get for a load. That's going to help us determine how we prepare it. So when we go through an off-season – we go through January after spring ball. What are we getting these guys ready for practice one, practice two? We got to build our loads up and get them ready for that practice one, practice two to play football. Yeah. We're not just Olympic lifters or power lifters. We got to get ready to play football. And then you go into the summertime. Okay, getting ready for preseason, right? Your first five practices. Getting them ready, building them up, preparing as we transition a little bit more conditioning work into the summertime. Yeah. So Ben does a phenomenal job with that. Um, Willie Jones, he's in charge of our speed development work with linear and lateral speed development. Uh, Jake Jake Niederman does a phenomenal job with our reconditioning work. Um, any guys who have had anything um, injury-wise takes care of that. Uh, Pat Walker, he does. he's in charge of our warm-up work, our cool-down work, our recovery work. And all of us collaboratively get together and we'll brainstorm. How can we get better on this? Mm-hmm. How can we get better today from yesterday? What area can we improve upon? And always stay in cutting edge, right? What's out there? What's going to work for us, right? Science-based, culture-driven. Right? We're in this way. We're going to sprint. Right, science-based. Everything we're doing in here is based on science. Right, how to get guys stronger, how to get guys right, how to prepare for the game of football, right? and then culture-based. Plus three. Everything we do is plus three. In here, you go into the water fountain, you sprint, sprint back. You're rest when you back to your platform. Yeah. Right, sprint to the nutrition center, sprint back. Guess that's the way we practice. You're gonna go for an hour and a half of practice, and we're going. Andy to Andy, drill the drill, we're sprinting. So get them ready to play the game in this culture, and how we do things is extremely important. And hard. It's hard work, right? Hard and fun. Yeah. Go hand in hand. Hard and fun. <laughs> How rewarding is it for you when you, uh, two things. One, you see a kid come in and um, the coaches have said, we've evaluated this kid. He's going to be a good player, but you got to build him. And then a year or two later, one, maybe on paper, you see the gains in, in whatever exercises and strength lifts you're doing. Oh, man, this guy's getting better. And then on Saturday afternoon, you watch him make a sack and then another sack, and all of a sudden he's all Big Ten. How, how rewarding is that to watch that well, development? I, I think you go back to that collaborative effort, and it's everyone together and how they built them because it, it's everything. Mm-hmm. It's football. It's life. It's in the weight room. It's in academics. Everything tied together. It, everything works yeah. hand in hand, right? It's got to be right everywhere, and that's what builds, builds that athlete, builds that player. But it, it's fun to watch. It's fun to see. You know, it's fun to see those guys that have have finished here and gone on, and and they're playing in that Sunday league. Yeah, you know, it's, right? it's fun to see that. It's fun to see them grow, and that that's a key part of development. It's about a relationship. A relationship you build with the athlete. It's not just for now. It's for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. When they go on, they get married, they have children. It's the relationship you build for the rest of your life with them. 
Then you see the spring football game. Carter was back, and Antoine Winfield was back, and uh, I'm trying to think uh, there, there several guys back. How cool is that? Because I'm sure you're one of you're one of the first guys they want to seek out to come and say hi, right? Well, it was great to see them. Yeah. It was great to see those guys, and they're doing a, a heck of a job um, playing in the NFL, doing a great job preparing themselves, and really excited to see them. Uh, Play this season on yeah. Sundays. Yeah, that's that's so cool to see. Uh, you know, guys come back and 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 feel like they're a part of the team, part of the program, and and uh, you know, see some friends and 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 coaches. Um, as as the strength and conditioning. Uh, goes a question because I know we talk about mental toughness. What is the line that you have to? Maybe you don't. Maybe you do uh, draw between. We want to really, you know, you got to work. You got to be tough. Um, and I think Coach Fleck, if I've watched him over the years, um, has has done a nice job of of managing. Um, and I don't know how to say it without sounding dumb, but uh, to be tough but also be smart, maybe even sensitive at times. So, And I know you're all out energy all the time. What, where is that line to, right, when you're um, – we're going to work guys so hard, but we don't – one, don't want them to get hurt, don't want them to get burned out, don't want them to, you know, whatever. So has that changed a little over the years too in terms of how that, that – the mental well-being of, a, of an athlete and how much you watch that? Well, I think it's, it goes back to, one, developing that relationship. Yeah. You get to develop a relationship, get to know who they are, who they are as people. Right, and you get to develop that relationship. You push them, and you love them. You love them hard. Yeah, you love them up, and that's what we do here. That's what we do here on a daily basis. That's how a kid. He, you got to show him how much you care. He, he doesn't care how much you know until you show how much you care. Yeah, and that that's that's every day. That's every day. That's all day. Our doors are always open. Our doors are always open. We're here for these kids. We're here for these kids. And you see them all the time, and you see them maybe more than anybody because you get all the summertime with them too. Um, and I suppose there's a situation where each each kid might be different. You know, okay, this is a player I can even I can really drive him. He his buttons are pushed different than another kid's buttons. And to try to get to the point where you end up on that same page by pushing different buttons, right? I mean, that's probably a almost like a leading a band or something with a bunch of different instruments. Oh, it's a lot of fun, and that, yeah. that's the fun challenge each and every day because each and every one of them are different people. Right, and you find that out as you get to go through how they respond, how they respond to everything thrown at them. Yeah, right? there's always a challenge. There's a response, and you've got to go and attack it. Yeah, and attack it with everything you got in the right way, and know the kit, know the athlete, and how he responds to that. Yeah. So you've got your work uh, here in fall camp. Season's going to start in less than two weeks. Uh, do you can you get a sense as a strength and conditioning person as you watch guys work how good a football team can be? I take it every day, one day at a time. Yeah. Day one mentality. How are we doing today? Yeah. Gonna change our best. Gonna change our best. Yesterday's gone. We gotta yeah. change today. And that I take it one step at a time, one bite at a time. Yeah. And when we go attack this thing, and I'm really excited. These guys have done an unbelievable job, unbelievable job, a commitment level, committed to each other, committed to each other, for each other, coming in here. And elite teams play as lead. Elite teams play as lead. And these guys are taking it. Yeah. They're doing an incredible job. So if a guy like me were to ask you, hey, can this team win 10 games, your answer would be, we're doing it. We're working today. Elite teams play as lead, yeah. taking one day at a time. Yeah. One bite at a time. That's the way to do it, right? That that's the way you go about it. So, how did you and Coach Fleck get hooked up? Because uh, you you came with him from Western Michigan. Yep. How, how did that relationship start? I went and uh, got an opportunity to interview with him um, at Western Michigan, and uh, in a matter of um, 
two days' time, I went from uh, Maine, got the opportunity to go from Maine to uh, Western Michigan. It was uh, an incredible opportunity, and I um, was blessed to get it, and um, it's been history since. Yeah. I mean, he's just phenomenal man, phenomenal vision. We met in 2013, um, January. I remember getting the call on a Sunday night, and uh, yeah, it went from, I got the call, didn't have a flight yet, I was in Bangor, um, <laughs> so I told my wife, um, buddy of mine, uh, Matt King, who's at UConn now, he's a head strength guy. I said, King, I need a haircut. And it was about 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Came over, cut my hair, uh, packed a bag quick, got a suit, and um, got it. My wife was getting a flight at the same time. I drove down to Boston, got uh, to my parents' house. I think I took on an 8 o'clock flight the next morning, so got a wink of sleep on the couch, took a cab to the airport, and uh, went down and met with coach that day. and offered the job the next morning and changed my flight. I'd be back out of Kalamazoo at 6 a.m. on Thursday, so went back to Boston, drove up to Maine, and uh, went the next day and had to let Maine know, and it was um, on from there. Yeah. So phenomenal, phenomenal experience, and uh, Coach has been unbelievable. Un- unbelievable guy, unbelievable vision, and what he does each and every day, and he truly loves you, truly cares about you. I've in watching how you guys interact. It's clear that you guys, you know, really like each other and and know what each other kind of wants. And the and you see his vision, and I think he sees your vision. Um, the, and did you could you tell that when you got to Western Michigan to interview that that was going to be a situation that this is going to work? Absolutely, yeah. you could see his energy level was just phenomenal. You could see his vision. You could see how driven he was. You know, he's just and what best part is he lets you do your job. He lets you do your job. You know. Allows you to think outside the box, right? It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's a phenomenal. It's every day, day in, day out. Right? Just bringing that energy, and that—that's real. That's real. That, that's passion for these kids, for this program, for this culture on a daily basis. The success you guys had at Western Michigan, you know, you go from—I forget—was it one win, maybe year one, and then all the way to the Cotton Bowl. What was what was that run like in Kalamazoo? It was a lot of fun, hard and fun. Yeah, hard and fun. I bought a dig. Foundation and building upon it. But once again, it goes back to the people. It goes back to the people and, and developing the people. To developing a five-star people mm-hmm. and changing the mindset each and every day. And Coach was outstanding with that. And talking about getting the whole community rallying around uh, the university and just phenomenal people there. Phenomenal people, phenomenal leadership. And it was, it was outstanding. A great place to, to, to um, live, you know, and... Um, we had, we had our, my wife Suzanne uh, had our uh, first two children there. Yeah, uh, two twins, Bailey and Savannah. So it was a lot of fun there. And then on here to the Twin Cities, and again the dig in 2017, and you move up. Remember the great, you know, so many great memories in 2019 with the Penn State game here, uh, with uh, you know beating Auburn down in Tampa. What a great, what a great bowl game. Uh, and then uh, your everyone's life changed. I would think yours as much as anybody when COVID hit. That was just a, a weird stretch, and we're still dealing with some of that stuff certainly. And um, you know it was just just such a uh, you know to keep guys safe and to keep guys you know. Uh, I'm sure it was just crazy. We probably could do a whole podcast on just what you had to go through for that. So we won't we won't maybe do that today, but we'll do it another time. And then um, last year you get the axe, you win a bowl game again. I mean, this is this, and you know you're at a Big Ten institution. I mean, it sounds like maybe you're living you know you're living the dream here a little bit in, in terms of what a strength and conditioning guy wants to do. You live the dream every day when you're you're in this business. You really do. You get to. 
you, you truly do. And I understand each and every day is a blessing and an opportunity to work. And this isn't work. This isn't work. You're in a pair of shorts and a gym shirt. Yeah. You know, you're on a floor. You're lifting. You're training. I mean, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. You really get, you get to each and every day, and that's we have fun. We yeah. have fun doing it. We have fun doing it. You know, it's it's hard and fun. Hard and fun. That's a it's a good slogan. Um, on this team, and maybe maybe you don't want to do do this. So if you don't don't you don't have to. But who would you say is the strongest pound for pound guy you got on this current Gopher football team? Well, there's a, there's a number of guys. Yeah. There's a number of guys that have done really phenomenal work uh, with this. I mean, you you look at from the Thomas Rushes, uh, Justin Wallies, um, you know, Quentin Redding, a phenomenal phenomenal uh, lifter based on. Uh, pound for pound, you know, he just, I mean, the guys have really worked tremendously hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Axel Rushmeyer, um, you know, Mario, sorry, Marin, just phenomenal, phenomenal workers uh, day in, day out, and really enjoy them. How about, really enjoy how about the fastest guy who's just going to win the race if you had a 100-yard dash or 40 or whatever? Well, it could be a, a little challenge here with the little tea time at Wally. Those two guys, they got they got the wheels. What challenge right there? <laughs> we should do that. We could sell tickets. Think of think of think of uh, think of how that would go. Um, that would be great. Got a couple of minutes left here with Dan Nickel, who oversees the strength and conditioning program at Minnesota. Um, people can tell now as we're about a half hour into this, you've got a really nice, thick sound like you're in a movie Boston accent. Quincy, right? Hometown? Yes. So that's a suburb of Boston. Yes. Uh, and uh, what, what was it like growing up in Boston? Is it, is it how it's depicted in the movies is like a tough guy town and, uh, you know, you're going to eat clam chowder and maybe go out fishing. Is, that, is it depicted accurately? Was that your life growing up in Quincy, Mass? I, I grew up in a Houseneck, Houseneck section of Quincy, which is uh, one road in, one road out. And it was actually uh, the flounder capital of the world. Really? So when we were younger, you had uh, two... Um, Two boat rental places that uh, you'd have people come in from New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, and come in and um, go on the boats and catch flounder and come in and there'd be fillet tables. And Wow. Yeah, I mean, as I was, my oldest brother was younger, he would do more like cleaning fish and stuff like that for the fishermen coming back. But yeah, I was one order in, one order out. Uh, blue collar, um, you know, it was just phenomenal um, upbringing with um, dad was a police officer, mom was a stay at home mom. I came from five. With two older brothers, and younger twin sisters, um, so it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, my uh, my dad was a police officer, so you you kept me in line. Yeah. Did, did, do you do you think you take some of of him with you into the weight room when you're coaching? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's, he's a, a marine. Um, you know, God bless me and not vet. <laughs> yeah, a phenomenal man and. Uh, held us in line. He'd always tell us, hey, because he worked the paddy wagon. He was the guy that booked people. He'd be like, don't come in the back door tonight. So. <laughs> no doubt. Are you a big Boston sports fan? Red Sox, Patriots? Absolutely. Bruins, right? Who am I forgetting? Celtics? Yeah. All of them. So when they come to town, um, are you, do, do you get it? I mean, I know you guys are all busy coaches. I mean, man, I it, I can't believe how uh, the hours you guys put in. But um, do you get a chance sometimes, like, hey, the Celtics are in town. Let's go see them play the T-Wolves or the Red Sox and the Twins. Or I've caught the Red Sox and the uh, twins a couple years back. Yeah, yep. yeah. I'm, I'm, I think they're playing coming up, but I don't remember if it's here or there. But um, do you get back home, visit family a lot, or is it just too much work here to do that a lot? Um, we usually do. We'll, we have, we didn't make it back this past year, but we'll make it back in the in the future. Yeah, uh, yeah. With uh, four little ones, 
We got four daughters, um, Bailey and Savannah. Our twins are six. Uh, Lila, she'll be five coming up. And then Madeline, uh, two. So busy, busy yeah. time. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. So That is a busy time. That is a busy time. And um, so how, how did how, PJ, I know, does um, try at times to get you guys some time, right? Uh, hey, uh, I think July, maybe there's a week or whatever. But um, so do you, it, that that mix as a coach and, and then also being dad and husband and all that, that's a uh, you know, that's a hard mix, right? Yeah, it's a it's a great, great balance. And coach does a phenomenal job with that, uh, allowing those those times and those breaks and things like that. They're extremely important to us. Well, hey, we're about two weeks away. I can't wait for the season opener. Last one for you. What on game day? You're on the sideline. It looks like you have some responsibilities. What 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 is your game day duty? Really, just stay out of the way. <laughs> stay out of the way. Keep them back. No flags on the sideline. Yeah, I, I've seen you a couple times. You had you you like the PJ get back guy, right? Occasionally. No, nah, PJ, Maybe. he's solid. He's solid. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Well, I, I get a kick out of it, I, uh, and, and it's so much fun. Game days are the best, and I know you have to go out because you got a lift here for your, your guys coming up here. But, man, it's been fun. So cool. Let's do it again sometime, can we? Absolutely, Grim. All right. Look forward to it. Thank you again. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. He's Dan Nickel, the guy who makes these guys big, fast, and strong. And this is Episode 32, Go Gopher Podcast. My thanks to Golden Gopher Strength and Conditioning Coach Dan Nickel. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Go Gopher Podcast, Episode number 32 with Dan, as much as I enjoyed hosting it. The Go Gopher Podcast is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit Sunbelt minnesota.com or tnma.com we're also partnered with affinity plus federal credit union a locally member-owned full-service financial invested in you you can learn more at affinityplus.org and we're also sponsored by state farm agent tony hoagland again i'd invite you to listen to past podcast and please be sure to right now click the subscribe button to the go gopher podcast it's absolutely free to listen we'll talk again next week